Hello, this is Drink the Music. A podcast where each week we listen to an album, make a cocktail, and have a chat about it. Thanks for joining us. Now let's drink the music. Well, hello and welcome to Volume 9 of Drink the Music. I'm Brian here as always with Michaela. And Michaela, we're going to take a trip back in time. The times were simpler. The dances were uh, less spectacular, maybe. The fashion certainly was. Uh, and uh, I don't know, the world got turned on its head by one Lady Gaga, uh, bringing us to the fame and just some absolute bangers, I think is what the kids would say nowadays. But Michaela, Lady Gaga, she changed the world, right? She changed the world. She changed my world um, in 2008 when she came out with her very first album called The Fame, not to be confused with The Fame Monster, which was uh, much later. So I think that, that was her third album. Um, this this I think it was only like a year later, but maybe, well, I, it feels like an avalanche <laughs> of just musical sound, uh, mm. a cacophony <laughs> of amazing genius uh, that happened. And it, it felt like it was overnight, like no one knew who Lady Gaga was was and then all of a sudden she was everywhere everybody wanted to see what she was wearing she was wearing like meat dresses and weird stuff and she had all these really cool videos and and she was like this super like power rocker sexualized like in her in her own skin feeling really comfortable with who she was kind of in your face sound and um and I feel like that was a time it was very important important in my life because I was in my late twenties. Um, mm -hmm. I was just trying to get my ish together, um, as a human, you know, and what better way to do that than have someone like Lady Gaga whispering in your ear, uh, that you can just go to a club and dance. That's right. Yeah. We were, uh, you and I, you know, the same age pretty much. So we were kind of just out of college. We were starting like our own like adult lives. And here comes Lady Gaga that, uh, you know, is, is coming in just, uh, owning, owning the world, owning herself, um, owning all that stuff. And it was pretty spectacular. So, uh, let's get into, uh, Lady Gaga. Who is Lady Gaga? So Lady Gaga is Stephanie Joanne Angelina Germanata, uh, also known as Lady Gaga. She was born in New York city in 1986. Now a teenaged Lady Gaga began performing in her school theater and an open mic nights before enrolling at NYU in uh, their um, collaborative uh, arts program, uh, which is uh, basically like a like an off Broadway uh, sort of program that she enrolled in there. But she eventually kind of dropped out of school, uh, signs with Def Jam Records, uh, who uh, went on to actually drop her shortly thereafter. So what do you do if you get dropped by Def Jam? You go to Sony, you start uh, working as a songwriter, and then eventually uh, you get signed on at Interscope Records, uh, who help you uh, put out the fame and change the world. Uh, in 2006, uh, Stephanie starts a business and personal relationship with music producer Rob Fusari, uh, who gives her the name Lady Gaga. It's apparently taken from the Queen song Radio Gaga, so that's where the name comes from. Um, and, you know, she's in New York City. She's being told by these record uh, executives that her music was a little too racy, a little too dance-oriented, and a little too underground. You're never going to make it. So Lady Gaga says, uh, double middles, uh, New York City, I'm going to go move to L.A. We're going to start the House of Gaga, and I'm going to crash after the fame it's going to be released on august the 19th 2008 and it's going to change the world forever we actually get a sneak peek of lady gaga but we're going to talk about that when we get to the album section so that is that's who lady gaga is that's that's kind of kind of a whirlwind adventure for someone but i i always like when i do the the background on these michaela and all these people you know are going to like open mic nights and could you i can't even like imagine could you be like hey that that lady that's just coming into the grammys or whatever in an egg i saw her at open mic night like 10 years ago right. that's wild right yeah and the fact that it wasn't that long right like she i mean it was maybe like five years 
Yeah, which is which is not not a short amount of time, but that is an incredibly short amount of time, considering there are some people that have been in this business for 20, 30 years. Right. Mm -hmm, Who've been mm -hmm. uh, just now getting that kind of recognition and fame. Um, And it really speaks, I think, to her talent um, and her her just genius and and unwillingness to um, to be told how how to how to market herself and how to create her music, Um, which is really uh, a really cool theme that she has embodied in uh, some of the other things that she's done in the movies that she's done and things like that. I think that that mm-hmm. whole idea of, hey, I look this way and I'm unapologetic about who I am and the way I was born and my body and and you should be too. And just being that kind of um, rock of uh, confidence and no, being true to yourself is, 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 is one of the things that has made her um, so iconic um, over over this period of time, but I I gotta say I bet anybody who listened to her in an open mic knew that she was special. I I can't mm-hmm. imagine her ever being like that like the, this mid range. I think she was probably always incredibly spectacular, and that's why uh, her projected kind of soaring success happened so quickly. That's true. Yeah, you don't get uh, you don't get to be uh, Lady Gaga if you don't have the persona of Lady Gaga down in your soul. So uh, let's do this, Michaela. Let's mix up a cocktail. And apparently, if you're Lady Gaga, you have your own kind of specialty uh, cocktail. And that's what we're going to be mixing up today, uh, along with something from her dad's bar. So that's going to be pretty fun. So let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back to uh, get our drink on. So Brian, Lady Gaga's dad apparently owns a bar in New York City. It's called Joanne's Trattoria. Yeah. Um, I like the sound it, of that. Yeah. Uh, so if we do a drink the music tour, which I think we should do, I mean, I really think <laughs> that that is something that we should, we should, we should take true. advantage yeah. of and go. Um, I agree. We should stop there and get a couple drinks, you know, mm-hmm. stop in on the old dad and say, you know, thanks for creating one of the most amazing <laughs> musical icons uh, possible. Yes. Hello, and have some drinks. Uh, hello, Father they look tasty. Gaga. Hello, Father Gaga. Yeah, yeah, Joanne's Trattoria. That sounds that sounds pretty good. You're probably, <laughs> yeah, Father you, Gaga. You're probably you're probably if you're if you're a Lady Gaga fan, you're probably familiar with uh, Joanne. That's the name of a, a later album. Maybe we'll talk about it someday. Who who knows for sure? And uh, yeah, this uh, Trattoria sounds pretty cool. Um, I saw this article about it, and it kind of lists through like the Lady Gaga themed like cocktails and mocktails that they have there. Um, and I wanted to just make mention of this one. Um, uh, if you're a fan of Lady Gaga, if you're like a fanatic, you got you got like Swifties, right? They're they're Taylor Swift uh, fans, but uh, Lady. Gaga, you are uh, lovingly uh, termed monsters and little monsters, right? So we got a little monster mocktail here, which sounds pretty good, pretty fun, pretty simple. Uh, so let's do this uh, just over some ice. It's just a blend of orange juice, pineapple juice, apple juice uh, with a couple of dashes of grenadine to, you know, redden it up just a little bit and then an orange slice. That seems like a pretty simple mocktail. You probably, if you have a, a kid, uh, I guarantee you have all three of those juices in your refrigerator right now. So uh, go ahead and mix one of those up. That sounds pretty good. That sounds refreshing. And you could totally, you know, jazz that up uh, with whichever, you know, adult uh, libation of choice uh, that you want there. But yeah, that's the little monster. I thought that that was fun when I was reading the that article there. So I definitely wanted to make mention of that. But then uh, Lady Gaga apparently has her own uh, signature go-to drink, uh, which is great. You know, if you're going to be world famous uh, musician, uh, actress, uh, fashion icon, uh, you know, a leader, leader of, of the whole world, groups of people, uh, you should have your own cocktail, Michaela. I think so. I mean, I'm only sorry that we didn't come up with it. Um, but it's probably sure. something that she's been drinking for a while. 
um, maybe, uh, maybe I, I don't know. I would love to know the story of how this cocktail was mm. created. If it was something that she just liked or somebody made it for her. Um, uh, this, se- I, this seems if like anybody exact, knows, let us know. <laughs> this seems like the exact kind of cocktail you would have if you were at any one of these uh, nightclubs, listening to the song, performing the song, seeing other people perform. This this is like the the classic nightclub standard, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And All it's right, really well, easy to make. And it's and it's really easy to make. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and do this. Um, probably if you're making making this up, you're you're out at some at some fancy uh, swanky nightclub. They're probably going to put it in a plastic cup. Go ahead and do that if you want. But uh, throw some ice into a glass, and then you're going to put in I don't know a shot of vodka. Uh, top that up with some cranberry juice, and then give it a nice healthy squeeze of lime put in there. So just uh, vodka cranberry with some lime. Uh, that's simple. It's going to be good for the vocal cords, I guess. If you're a singer, that's nice. It's going to be low calorie. I uh, got to look good if you're walking the runway. I suppose that's good and it's going to be refreshing it's going to be cool um I really like this Michaela Uh, vodka cranberry it's fine I actually like cranberry juice quite a bit because it's real tannic and and bitter and I kind of like those flavors but the lime uh you know that healthy squeeze of lime really really comes in and uh kind of cuts through like the sweeter aspects of the cranberry and I don't know this is pretty good I like this a bit yeah I've, I've not I hadn't had it with lime uh before and we should definitely say use fresh lime juice for this one um, don't skimp mm-hmm, on it because mm-hmm. uh, it's really going to add to the brightness, uh, kind of the brightness of it. Um, I wouldn't use any super duper special, like uh, super expensive vodka for this. I don't think you need to. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, this, I, I mean, it's it is light. It's very refreshing. It's something that you could drink a lot of. Um, and if you want to drink a lot of these, if you're a singer and you're going to be out, you know, singing bangers all night, um, you know, you don't need to put a ton of vodka in there. You can be, you know, you know, you can just put half a shot if you want, and then you can drink more, which, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. might be good, might be good for you. I don't know. Might, might be good. Yeah. And the ice melts a little bit and you can just kind of keep sipping on this all night. This is a, this is a perfect, like I said, club drink. I, I really like this. It's, it's, it's refreshing, uh, thirst quenching, all those things. It, it sounds great. So good job, Lady Gaga, um, to, to get your own drink. That sounds pretty, pretty good to me. So uh, now that we've got these made up, Michaela, that was an easy one. So we're going to go mix up another one. We'll take a quick break and we'll be right back to chat about the fame. So as I mentioned at the at the kind of intro to the episode, we actually get a preview of Lady Gaga before the fame, and that's going to come with the first track. So number one, Just Dance featuring Colby O'Donis. So this was the first single, and it actually released two months prior to the album, which made it eligible for Grammy that year. So it actually uh, got nominated for a Grammy before the rest of the album um, and Poker Face uh, got nominated for its Grammys, which we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, so I think that that's pretty good. It actually did not win. Uh, the Grammy for uh, best uh, uh, dance uh, song, I believe, is what it uh, was. What it was nominated for. Uh, lost to mm-hmm. Daft Punk's "Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger." Also a good song. So uh, let's see. So I got Lady Gaga had written this song actually for the Pussycat Dolls, who passed on it, uh, which was a bad move. Uh, bad move, of Pussycat Dolls. But to that end, I think. Uh, I I definitely kind of get that because if you're listening to Just Dance, uh, her kind of voice and vocals uh, kind of echo through this. And uh, you have Akon comes in who kind of is echoing her. So it gives it kind of this dance harmony uh, sort of feeling, which I Mm -hmm. guess is what you would get from the Pussycat Dolls, right? Being this uh, girl group. Um, Speaking of Akon, Akon was recorded to do the third verse, but they actually distributed the 
the record to places and then the studio recalled those records and re-released it with Colby O'Donis doing the third uh the third verse um you know Akon still stays in through the the verses with Lady Gaga but it's uh, Colby O'Donis there on the third verse um the song is about getting drunk at a club um which is which is fun I love kind of the the positive outlook and self-ownership of the song you know where are my keys I lost my phone I like that um I love the way it sounds I love the way it starts this album and I love the song yeah, me too. I remember um, I was uh, the first time I heard this, I was like, who is this? Uh, Colby Adonis was like super cool for, I, I, I don't know, on my radio station, he was super cool for about 18 months. And then I never heard from him again. Um, mm. But this was all over the radio. And I remember be thinking that they could never overplay this song. <laughs> and, and I was right. Um, because it just it was such a happy record, just really um, the, it was, it was techno enough, but it was also kind of, um, I don't know, vocal. Like you could tell that she had uh, some serious vocal chops. Um, and even though she was kind of doing this uh, syncopated, it wasn't rap, but it was like the syncopated uh, assist kind of work that was done kind of on the bridge. And um I don't know. It, it, I remember hearing this song and being, who is this person? And I imagine that a lot of people did because this was the first of a few of the singles that came out of this album that um, skyrocketed uh, Lady Gaga into fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It, it definitely did uh, skyrocket her into fame and um, being kind of that lead single. It, like I said, it introduced the world to her. Um, and this uh, this album has 15 tracks, kind of depending on how you listen to it. We might talk about that here as we get through this thing. And uh, there's about 13 times on this album where I say to myself, as soon as the song starts, this is my favorite song on the album. That definitely happens here with song number one. It definitely happens here with song number two, Love Game. Let's have some fun. This beat is sick. Uh, the song is great. It totally captures kind of this high level dance den. Uh, I just, you know, I picture Lady Gaga like going to like growing up in New York City uh, all the time, just like the places she would hang out in. The song is uh, way over sexualized, uh, kind of like Madonna in that sense, because I think it's done less for like the shock value of it being over sexualized. And that's just who uh, Lady Gaga is and is very in tune with that aspect of herself, which is amazing. Um, I really like the chorus in Love Game. You know, let's play a love game. Do you want love or you want fame? Um, and I, I think of when I think of Lady Gaga, um, at least especially on this first album, this is this is what I kind of identify her with the most. This sounds to me the most of like what Lady Gaga would like go on to become uh, kind of in mm-hmm. a sense. Um, and I think that, you know, it really kind of gets, you know, really captured when we get to to the fame monster which came out you know after this is kind of like an extended version of this but love game is is what i think of when i think of uh who lady gaga was or would be on this first album yeah yeah i love i i really think that love game um it, it was the perfect uh and i think it was the second single that came out um i think that this was the perfect follow-up because and again i feel when you start listening to this album you think that they've just kind of put all the hits at the front of the album which is not not really the case but um I think that Love Game was just such a club I always thought of uh being in a very dark club filled with like uh smoke and it would be something called like the cell block or the the you know something that was very just like gobs of people and everybody Mm -hmm. is just not not throwing stuff but like throwing down on this dance floor and the the big like uh, kind of 
guttural hook that, that she does, right? It's mm-hmm. very, I don't want to say masculine, um, but powerful. It's just, it's very much like she is owning herself and she's owning what she wants. And hey, it's okay to want to touch someone for a minute. Like, I, I really loved that idea of this song. Um, mm-hmm. And she even says, in interviews where she's like, men do this stuff all the time and no one pays them a second thought. I talk about riding on someone's disco stick and y'all are losing your minds. Like I am a mm-hmm. rock star and I am. Sure. And, and if it's okay for poison to have done it, te- you know, 20 years before this, I can do it now. And I just really love that. Yeah, absolutely. She, she definitely owns it and, and leans into it. And it, it's pretty amazing um, from that sense, for sure. Uh, let's go to track three. This is, like I said, there's like 13 instances on this album where I say this this is probably my favorite song on the album, but this probably actually is my favorite song on the album, and it might be my favorite uh, Lady Gaga song here. So it's track three, a Paparazzi. Um, it has kind of more of this uh, pop ballad feel on this one. Um, I really like it. It has kind of this uh, poetic imagery uh, to the song, and it kind of describes who like Lady Gaga was like you can see like her like standing on like the sidelines like singing about this uh, paparazzi and um, you know kind of who she wanted to become and then ultimately uh, who she does become Um, it's kind of like almost like this uh, you know play with fire you know and you might get burned sort of thing right like like I really want you know all this love and all this attention and and oops sometimes that actually happens so I really like the way that the song kind of slots in here it's a little more down tempo from those first two just absolute just like massive uh club hits um and then you're going to get like the third like massive uh club hit here after this one so it gives you a little bit of a chance to to catch your breath in this one but uh paparazzi yeah definitely one of my favorite uh tracks for sure yeah now i really like that in this whole this whole album kind of talks about what 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 do you want do you want fame or do you want love you know and the idea that um paparazzi is you know, when you want to be famous, people who want to be famous think they want to be famous until they have people like paparazzi standing in their way, keeping them from going where they want to go, um, invading their privacy, standing outside their door, taking pictures of them, their families, stuff like that, right? And it's this be careful what you wish for kind of thing that I love about this this song. Um, mm-hmm. And and it is, it is, it is slower, um, but I really like also that it starts to really... Um, show off some of her vocality um, because she's not, she's not, uh, I mean, as we know her now, she has got these amazing kind of vocal chops, right? Like she can do Mm -hmm. so much with her voice. And I feel like this started to give us a glimpse of that there was more than just these, you know, disco techno hits uh, to Lady Gaga. I mean, that, those were great. Um, This kind of peels back that onion a little bit. And I love that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So that gets us into uh, track number four here. Um, This is the second single off the album. It is uh, Poker Face. Um, I think that, you know, even though Let's Dance released kind of before this, I think that this is the one that really gets um, identified as being like the big single off of the fame, um, especially because that one was released before. Uh, Poker Face was nominated for three Grammys. Um, I think it won uh, Best Dance Track. It was also nominated for a song uh, and record of the year, I believe. Uh, it sold 10 million uh, copies. It hit 10 million uh, 
copies of the single sold in 2015. Uh, so that's that's a lot of uh, people buying uh, the song Poker Face. Um, I really like this one. It's more of like an industrial rock and roll uh, sort of song uh, than the other ones, which are a little bit more uh, synthy uh, techno kind of things. Um, and the lyrics here, again, are overtly uh, sexual. Um, that is kind of one of my favorite parts uh, or favorite things about Lady Gaga here is because if you read anything about Lady Gaga, especially like around this time and, you know, every, all the all the big brains and like the music industry and reporters and all that, uh, you know, people way higher level than us, Michaela, are trying to like understand Lady Gaga. What is she getting at? And, you know, they're they're asking her about Poker Face and she's just like, are you serious? It's about sex. What What are you talking about? What? There's there's no higher level than that. This is me singing about sex. And I like that. And yeah, I mean, and again, I, I think that there's a whole group of people that kind of came into their own. Um, and we talked about, you know, we were in our 20s kind of when this this album came out, right? Like being like, hey, that's okay. Like it's it's all right to like it and want to talk about it and sing about it and have that be a part of your identity. Mm -hmm. um, but I do find it so I, I I find it very patriarchal and maybe that's maybe that's wrong with me. Maybe there were a lot of female executives that were also trying to figure this out. But pretty sure all the girls knew what this song was about. Um, <laughs> pretty sure we knew what they they knew what this about. Uh, so uh, it's it, it, this one is one of my favorites as well. I I feel like mm -hmm. this whole. You know, probably 75% of this album, uh, a song would come on. And I'd be like, ah, yes, you know, <laughs> love this song. And it's just, again, you, when you listen to it in the order of the album, rather than just picking apart the singles, uh, first of all, you're basically going to listen to the whole album anyway. Um, sure. But uh, they, it feels like it's very top loaded. And it's just because this album was so good. I mean, there's a reason why it, it was nominated and won the things that it did. Mm -hmm. uh, a stroke of genius on on this too because the idea of poker face it's kind of a fun play on words but also poker face usually means you can't tell if someone is uh, uh got nothing uh, uh when they're playing poker or if they really think that they've they've got like all the trump cards and they're going to win the game and in a you know a relationship where you're really into someone and they aren't telling you that they aren't showing you that even if you're in this highly sexual relationship with somebody um you know it, it you you don't want them to know you don't want you don't want to give away your feelings that you're really into them <laughs> right. and and vice versa i really like that it it is um it, it yeah i really like that part of it uh and the fact that it was sexual i mean you know girls i i don't know i felt really hot in the clubs when this song would come on i'd be you know raising my vodka cranberry being like yes <laughs> so yeah there you go. Absolutely. So uh, that is Poker Face. And it gets us into like this weirdest turn um, on the album. I think uh, like it's it's almost it's almost jarring. But uh, we get into track five here. AA, nothing else I can say, which was a single in a lot of places, but not here in the United States. Um, I do like this song. Uh, it's kind of this fun bubblegum pop song, which would have felt in place in the 90s. Or maybe it would feel like in place like on a, a Katy Perry record, which tends to, uh, you know, kind of pay a lot of homage to that sort of thing. But it feels like 
like so out of place here um, in this because, you know, it's it's coming right after Poker Face, which, you know, we just talked about. It's coming right before A Beautiful Dirty Rich, which is uh, going to be a lot of that same same kind of thing, this more industrial, uh, you know, edgier sort of thing. So like mm-hmm. AA to me, it's almost kind of like this daydream uh, sort of thing. Uh, maybe it's like maybe it's like the song you're singing, like after you've like hooked up in Poker Face uh, or something, or maybe it's what you're like singing to yourself as you're like getting ready uh, to go out to the club and, you know, tear up the city uh, for Beautiful Dirty rich which is the next track but but i don't know it's it's a good song but it feels real weird and real out of place to me right here yeah yeah it's kind of this mute this meet cute goes bad right where it's like Mm -hmm. i you were amazing and but you know i looked at this other person and that's that's that there's (laughs) what do you want me to say i I don't know i feel like maybe you looked at that person you sang poker face y'all banged and now like (laughs) what are you what are you gonna say about that i don't know um i feel (laughs) i feel like this was very bubblegum pop for me. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I, I like it. It's very, it's very uh, catchy. It's a, it's a good tune. Um, but I thought it was very kind of surface level compared with some of the other uh, deeper kind of tracks, even, even though the deeper tracks are very disco techno dancey, you know, I think this, this one was probably the lightest one for me. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And then it, it gets into this more uh, searing kind of thing in track six, Beautiful, Dirty, Rich. It uh, starts with kind of this deep compressed vocals before it uh, turns into like this almost like rock and roll uh, disco kind of a song, uh, which I like quite a bit here. Um, I, I really like kind of the the messaging and theming of Beautiful, Dirty, Rich. It's it's kind of empower. It's it's empowering um, and kind of minimalist in the message here, right? Uh, it's basically saying that, you know, we all want to be uh, rich and beautiful. Um, and in our own ways, we are all rich and beautiful. And it's okay to want that and to be that and to own that. Um, and that's a message that Lady Gaga gives throughout this album and throughout uh, the entirety of her career, you know, starting here, you know, 15 years ago. So um, yeah, Beautiful Dirty Rich is a, is a song I like uh, quite a bit. And I really like the sound of it, but it sounds so strange coming off of AA, I do have to say. Yeah, no, totally. that's what I, I have to say. Here. I do have something else to say. Yeah, that, that's I have that to say. Um, I I always like the idea of what dirty rich means. Um, listening to the songs, it was like, well, what does that mean? Because I don't think it was beautiful, dirty, and rich. It's dirty rich. Like, what does that mean? Mm, and when mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. of you know where Lady Gaga might have gotten her inspiration from to write this song, or um, the idea behind this is it's you know, there's a lot of people in New York that are just trying to make it, right? Sure. They're trying mm-hmm. to get to wherever they're going to be. They all, they, everybody wants to be rich. And when you have the s- severe levels of, of insane wealth uh, juxtaposed, right? A, you know, a lot of, you know, lower socioeconomic levels in that space in New York City, it's really hard not to have I, this idea that, hey, I'm going to get out of wherever I'm at. I'm going to move up. I'm going to, um, I'm going to use what I've got personally on me, which is many times my looks to do that thing. Um, Mm -hmm. And that that's okay to want to, to want to be beautiful pop, you know, popular uh, and, and, and kind of this dirty rich where it's like, uh, I I don't know. It is, it's very um, kind of gritty um, and the chunky, I'm going to say they were chunky beats. I don't know if that's the technical Mm -hmm. term, but I felt like the beats, the beats in this one were very different um uh, from a percussion perspective than than any of the others and i really like that about the song 
Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it works very well as an homage. Um, you're you mentioned it there is kind of the the highest highs of of wealth and things, but New York City almost embraces that more than any other place, right? Wherever wherever you're listening to this right now, you have people that are that are very wealthy and people that are very uh, poor and downtrodden. But New York is like kind of like the 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 pinnacle of that, right? If you if you look up that that disparity there, like it, it's highlighted in New York City, you know, more so than maybe anywhere else in, uh, you know, on the planet, or at least here in the United States, for sure. So it's kind of, uh, it's kind of like paying homage, I think, to New York City in that way, um, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's going to get us into the last track here on this first side is the Fame track seven, uh, the title track for the album. Um, it's got this little funk guitar riff over it, which is which is pretty fun. This is kind of the first kind of guitar-y bit that we get um in the album that sounds really nice um and to me the fame it's kind of like a like a career outline for lady gaga like she sat down to write out like her mission plan of like all right lady gaga industries and and here it is um and i i really like it it has the lyrics here my teenage dream tonight yeah i'm gonna make it happen this time um and yeah it's like i said it's it's just kind of kind of outlining like lady gaga like to herself and to the audience out there uh like uh these are these are these are my things and we're about ready to start on this journey together so let's go yeah yeah i i totally agree i mean i i think this um really encapsulates the kind of the theme of the album for me um going through and and searching for fame and money and trying to be a celebrity um her vocals aren't aren't uh, they are they're good um but this isn't this isn't what i uh, um what we hear in like paparazzi um, it's very, I don't know, kind of subdued, I want to say, mm-hmm. um, sure. in this one and lots of backups, lots of backup sounds on or backup vocals, sorry, on this one. Um, and so I thought that that was interesting. Um, and, and maybe it's just me being too symbolic where, you, you know, this is really, like you said, her outline of how she's going to do this, but it's, it never made a single, uh, in America, at least that I knew about it. I think it, it did in Germany, mm-hmm. uh, looking this up, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe Lady Gaga is real big in Germany on a side. Yeah. Note. Yeah. So maybe everything, every single song. They're all singles single in there. Germany. I don't know. There's, um, but they're I all really singles like... in our hearts. They're all singles <laughs> in Germany. That's right. That's right. Um, but I really thought this one was a really good kind of setup for um Money Honey, uh, which is the mm-hmm. next track. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, because yeah, that sure. one was a lot more like sassy and sexy. Um, and yet like like also bubblegum pop, <laughs> but less bubblegum pop than AA, right? Um, if I had to compare the two. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, the fame I think is a little bit more um, introspective, I guess, of a song. You know, the all the rest of the songs are more kind of outwardly, you know, uh, lambastic, right? To, to talk about yourself and your wealth or your perceived wealth and your sexuality, all that stuff. This one is a little bit more um, introspective and it does, it sets up a money honey uh, really well. And we'll get to that in just a second, Michaela, because it is time to turn over the album and take a bit of an album break. So let's go through uh, some bullet points here about this real quick and then we'll chat about Lady Gaga. So The Fame released in 2008 and it debuted at number 17 on the US Billboard charts. Kind of Kind of kept slipping down a little bit, but climbed back up to 10th place uh, the following March. Um, On the dance charts, however, though, uh, the album maintained the number one slot for a total of 175 non-consecutive weeks. So so that's over three years worth of being the number one dance album, uh, which is really, uh, really pretty amazing, especially like I mentioned at the top, you know, you had um, 
you know, that Daft Punk album came out that same time. And, you know, that, that song, I assume kept it at number one for, you know, kind of battling back and forth, maybe throughout there. Um, so 175 non-consecutive weeks. Uh, amazing. Uh, Lady Gaga after the 2017 Super Bowl performance, which was in Houston, Michaela, uh, right by you. Yeah. Uh, the, the album, uh, actually went back to number six on the billboard charts. So it's highest, uh, spot ever there after the Super Bowl performance, nine years, uh, after the album released. So that's pretty amazing. Uh, the fame is over six times platinum and it spawned the extended, the fame monster, which came out in uh, 2009. So the next year, uh, which also went five times platinum. So that's like 11 times platinum for this album, kind of in the, the two iterations of it there for sure. Uh, Lady yeah. Gaga, as we know, is a cultural icon a fashion icon and in 2019 she became the first woman in the same year to win an academy award a bafta award a golden globe and a grammy um so she has the the music uh, chops there obviously um some you know academy award nominations for that but she also has a best actress nomination for a star is born and a golden globe win for best actress in american horror story hotel uh which we're not going to talk about too much but i will say that is my uh second favorite season of american horror story so Michaela, Lady Gaga, all these, all these praises, all these things, all these albums sold. But you know, we we talked about it a little bit. We were in our mid twenties. But what did Lady Gaga like mean to you when she came out? Were you like, were you like out dancing at clubs and like you identify that part with her? Is was it more of like this like self kind of like expression that you like felt like comfortable more so with with Lady Gaga in your life? But tell tell everyone about your kind of. I don't know your your life trajectory as a as it relates to Lady Gaga because who's doesn't who's doesn't it it was the sex uh, let's be honest um, <laughs> no uh, I did do a lot of clubbing um, I I got really into running for a while and I remember this album was would get me through when I would have like you know three miles left um, I knew I could make it uh, in the amount of time that the album. Uh, the album's like 42 minutes long and, and I'm short. So y'all do the math and, and judge me <laughs> later. But um, but when I was like, I, I would do these really long runs. I was trying to train for like a half marathon. And when I'd get to like, you know, mile 10 <laughs> and I'd have like three left, I was like, I would put this on and, and listen to it a lot. And um, just going to going to clubs for sure. Um, I dated a guy who was really into techno at the time okay. and we would go uh to these like kind of underground places it felt like i like very new york but we were in houston and so it was you know 300 degrees instead um but i you know heard a lot of like remixes of just dance and love game and thought that they were amazing um i i mean it just really uh shaped kind of who i was uh in my in my mid 20s I mean, you know, and mm -hmm. what I wanted, um, you know, I was not married. I was just having a great time and kind of being okay with having a great time. Um, and yeah, that, so that's who she was to me. And then of course with fame monster and then, oh my gosh, like two or three of her, the, the next albums just to me kept getting like bigger and bolder and better. And then with her, uh, some of the movies that she's done. I mean, it's just, she's became uh, I, I feel like my uh, Madonna, right? Because mm -hmm. it, it would be like when my mom, how my mom might have felt about listening to Madonna in her uh, 20s uh, and early 30s and like the 80s when she was rising to fame. Like we need, we, you know, every generation has their person and, and she and Lady Gaga is mine.
Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, you make the parallel to Madonna and we actually spoke about that because when we covered Madonna, that was the the kind of vote. It was up between Madonna and Lady Gaga uh, here. And and we mentioned that, right, how they kind of they kind of they kind of piggyback and, you know, almost kind of like leapfrog uh, each other. Because, you know, when Lady Gaga came out, like like dance music wasn't really a thing i mean it was a th- it was a thing but it wasn't like in the in like the popular music sort of thing right you had some For like sure, underground yeah. like like techno uh kind of stuff like happy hardcore and stuff like you know kids would be into that but it wasn't really like like a big thing that you'd hear on the radio right like it was something you had to kind of go and search out or be a part of but but you know with madonna and then with with lady gaga i kind of opened you know the world of like that dance club uh culture you know kind of underground thing to this mainstream and it just absolutely uh blew up and and took the world by storm um you know we mentioned you you know the the first single uh just dance it, it kind of came out it came out before the album everyone was like what is this it sounded like so revolutionary and unique and um you know it, you know easy easy to access like everyone loved this song right like like kids like adults ever everyone loved it the whole the whole gamut of people um and then you know obviously it you know turned into this this whole thing of who lady gaga would become with all the albums with all the acting with the the vegas shows and stuff like that which she's she's actually doing uh right now if you're listening to this i think it runs through october the the fifth i think uh i wish i would have done some research earlier because i totally would have gotten tickets to go see it she's doing like a jazz uh sort of thing uh residency here for a couple of weeks so uh definitely on my bucket list of things to do is to go see lady gaga at some uh point here i don't think uh i don't think you've seen lady gaga in concert either michaela we'll have not, to rectify no. that here sometime in the future so uh let us know at home if you've ever made it out to see her in concert because it looks like it is a sight to be seen for sure so uh i don't know michaela let's get back to the album here a little bit and we're going to carry on with money honey uh which we mentioned briefly there before so uh it's carrying on kind of the theme of riches and fame um it has more of a heavier industrial pop feeling uh than you know especially like the fame did so it's more of like the harder like grittier version of the fame uh almost uh here i like kind of this uh the little post chorus where she spells out uh, money right m-o-n-e why so sexy and why is money so sexy it's asking the important questions michaela why is money so great and wh- why is why is love and uh seeing seeing people at this club why is all that stuff so great it's so seductive uh sounding and i really like it yeah for sure i think when you think back to your 20s, uh, you know, there are things that you can do only when you're young um, that money won't be able to take the place of. Uh, and so it's that that dichotomy to me of like being young, beautiful and rich, like what that looks like. I don't know. I, I really like Money, Honey. Um, and I uh, obviously I was listening to this in the car so I didn't realize about the album break but I think that these are really the fame and money honey kind of are mm-hmm. two sides to the same coin kind of thing um and so I really like the way that they replaced uh because if you listen to it, it it sets it right up for it um and then you go straight into starstruck um which is this kind of pop rappy again she has this really cool way of uh hitting her lyrics where it sounds very rapish but without being rapish right where it's not i don't know how to say that without sounding like an idiot so but you, hopefully you know what i'm talking about 
Uh, I do like that. It is a it is a little bit more uh, rapish here. Track nine, Starstruck, uh, because it's a it's a collab with uh, Space Cowboy, who is a DJ, and Flo Rida, uh, who is a rapper. So that makes sense that it would be a little bit more uh, rapish. Uh, it's it's more of this like heavenly uh, staccato uh, synthesizer here, which sounds really awesome. Starstruck is probably my second favorite al- song on the album. Uh, to be sure, um, uh, for sure, in an album more than all my favorite songs, this one actually is probably uh, probably number two, to be honest. Um, Starstruck, yeah. it's again mostly about sex, uh, kind of similar to Poker Face here, except instead of talking about poker and and how that relates to sex, we're talking about like nightclubs and DJs and how that relates to sex. But it's a little bit more subtle here in this telling, I think. Um, I think that this song to me obviously it's about that it's you know like 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 person to person uh like lust and love but i think this one's a little bit more idyllic and talking about how you just love the club scenes and like like djs and stuff like that it's when you it's when you see like a really nice uh stay with me here michaela and all the listeners out there it's when you see like a really nice like italian sports car and you look at it and you're like that car is sexy uh it's kind of the same thing here about saying about the club right Mm -hmm. this this scene right here is sexy um that's starstruck i i really like that lady gaga has done a bunch of stuff with space cowboy and uh they do uh really great stuff together but yeah i like this one yeah probably my probably my second favorite uh track on the album for sure yeah i definitely feel more like i'm in a club i've never i've never felt more, more in a space um the the visualizations of where you at are where you're at spatially is huge in, in this one and i really love that yeah, for sure. Um, and I'm just imagining all these things because you mentioned you you go to clubs. Uh, clubs don't open till I'm already like past my bedtime, so uh, not a big club person myself. So I'm just having to imagine that that's what oh, that's what being in in the club is like. And Starstruck to me is that. Uh, let's get into track ten here, Michaela. Boys, boys, boys. Um, we get our first ever direct drink the music throwback here. Uh, thank you, Lady Gaga. Let's go see the killers and make out in the bleachers, says Lady Gaga. So uh, this was originally slated to be a single, but Bad Romance was done and ready to go uh early so they just uh scrap boys 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 put out bad romance probably probably a good move uh to be honest bad romance is an absolute banger uh that comes out on the uh fame monster uh which maybe we'll talk about on patreon here at some point uh in the future so this uh it was meant to be kind of her like version of motley Crue's girls 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 so kind of owning that right like she's like right. i can do i can do all those overtly sexual things that those hair bands uh did um i'm just going to do it my way and it's more of like a synth like a rock and roll uh, kind of thing here and it has like a very very kind of like glam rock uh, kind of feel and I think that's probably you know kind of a nod a nod to that too so I definitely buy that and I really like uh, this line here uh, because it captures my heart for sure Lady Gaga it says watch your heart when we're together boys like you love me forever Uh, true can't confirm Mm. (laughs) yeah no that's a good one Uh, I really love this because it's a it goes back to that like We've had this, this kind of starstruck money, honey. For for me, this was going back to kind of her roots of this iconic sound that we know of as early early era Lady Gaga, right? Is is this song for sure? Um, it's got everything that she is and does, right? It's uh, it's got the good, really like fun lyrics. It's overly sexual. It's very poppy, um, and it's got that disco kind of like techno verb to it. Um, yeah, love love this song. Um, it's 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 yeah, it's I can't 
can't say it's my favorite because I've already said that three times. So <laughs> <laughs> you can you can say it up to 13 times because uh, there are some songs that are not my favorite on here. And that is track 11, Paper at Gangsta. Uh, not my favorite song, I say right here. Um, and I've got some got some stuff to say about it. So I'm going to start with this here, Michaela. I think that the song is pretty well written and thematically it fits fine in the album. Uh, it's just not my favorite. Um, it's a little bit more rap influenced here, kind of through the verses. And I like the the, the theme of the song, but I'm going to turn it over to you, let you talk about it. And then I did some did some digging on this one that I needed to talk about. Yeah. Okay, cool. Because uh, I I felt this was real strange. Um, how do I say this? So I heard a lot of piano and I was like, oh my gosh, is this the first time we hear Lady Gaga play the piano? I don't know. Um, maybe that's what you're going to tell me is that you did research on this and, and we're going to talk about it. But I was like, this mm -hmm. is, it's really like a le electric piano driven. Um, and I, I wrote in my notes here, um, is, is this the first time we hear her play? Is this, this seems like just a foreshadowing of what's to come because, uh, this is also not, not my, not my favorite. I, I thought it was okay. Mm. I like the idea, the, the, the visualization of a paper gangster, um, where it's like, you're all bad, you think you're all big, but you're not really, you're made of paper. I, you know, I can see through mm. you, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, I kind of like that, but the song just, it, it, it's, it's not my favorite on the album. It, it didn't, it works, but it's kind of one of those, I'm going to, I'm going to daydream about something totally different while this song is on. Yeah, for sure. And, Sorry. and, and yeah, it does have, it does have that piano bit. It's, it's more of a synthesizer. I don't know if she's actually playing the piano there or not. That did not come up in my research. What did come up in my research is that this song was basically written as a song to throw shade at Def Jam, who was uh, that record uh, company that signed her and then subsequently dropped her. Um, and apparently they dropped her because they wanted her to use uh, autotune in all of her music. And she said uh, she was not willing to do that. So they ended up dropping her. So you get the lyrics here in the song. Sometimes I felt so in the jam and then all the song verses are done in the super heavy auto tune um it's the longest song on this album um i might like it if they cut it a little bit shorter uh but i'd said this was my least favorite song on the album uh but now that i know that she wrote it to intentionally sound like the worst song on the album it kind of makes it my favorite song on the album ah <laughs> uh, that's she's uh we can't handle her sass def jam couldn't handle her sass that yep. is so that's so cool man Good on you, Lady Gaga. I mean, because it it is real heavy in the auto tune, and I was like, that's weird, yeah. <laughs> because she's. I mean, we've heard her. You you know, we've seen her um, videos of of her singing live. I mean, she's got the most amazing voice ever. Like the fact that they would tell her that she needs to auto tune. I don't know. I'm I'm not a singer. I'm not a professional. Maybe they do that to everybody. But man, good on her. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I love that that you just dedicate an entire song to just uh, you know thumb in your nose you, at, at, the, at the people. Yeah, that the, they're back on you. I love that. So yeah. I love that so much. So so not my favorite song, but also my favorite song. So uh, that's track eleven, and it gets us into Brown Eyes, which definitely is uh, probably the first time we get uh, more of this uh, piano uh, Lady Gaga stylings that we're going to get. Yeah. That leads her into doing her jazz show right here in uh, in Las Vegas as we're uh, recording this right now. So uh, it's a piano ballad. It's got this uh, very sharp guitar power chords in it. So which is fun um it's kind of a song about uh, a lost love right it's um and it's definitely this uh, glimpse into the musical talent that lady gaga has right you listen to the first ones you're like okay lady gaga pretty good she's good at these uh at these dance club things but now you're like oh okay there's all these other things that she can also bring to the table she sounds pretty pretty great um it's uh i like it's um it's kind of playful in a way um it's kind of um 
self-deprecating in a way, right? She has the the lyric there. I guess it's just a silly song about you. Um, that's a, a lyric on this album that I've always really liked. Um, and I I think that you know the song is pretty simple, but it's it's almost kind of um, personal and intimate feeling. Um, in a way, and maybe it's because it's it's softer. She's playing the piano, and she's like I said, self-deprecating a little bit because the rest of the album is basically about partying and hooking up. But this one's uh, a little bit more, a little bit more personal, I think. Yeah, even clubbers can experience a depth of depth of affection and love with someone right. with brown eyes. I mean, you know, when the sun's that, out, that... you can. <laughs> right, right. When it's when we've had our vitamins and <laughs> and we've we've had plenty of water. Yes. Um, That's right. Yeah, no, I really, I really like this one. Um, I, I wrote here again. It's the second song in a row where I felt we got a lot of piano or a lot of keyboards, you know. Um, and this was a glimmer of what we expect. I really think Brown Eyes is a much deeper. Um, it is the foreshadowing of what we now know to be kind of this, this uh, incredible vocal talent, right? Um, mm -hmm. We talk about the jazz, and we talk about you know she. Um, did two albums, I think. And so you have, yeah, the jazz, you have like the Tony Bennett uh, right? duets that she's done. Yeah, with, mm -hmm. with Tony Bennett and, and the fact that, you know, she's just so much more than, than, than just a, a dance pop, you know, icon. Um, mm -hmm. And, and we really start seeing that in this song, I feel like, and it's kind of a shame that there aren't more of these kind on the album to showcase that but but I also think that that was a really good decision on her part because all the others made uh, a huge splashes uh, as singles um, mm -hmm. but this is really I feel like this is the heart of where she is right she um, that there's this theme throughout her her career um, that I've seen for, for whatever that's worth uh, of mm -hmm. being like look now that i have your attention here's what i really want to say here's what i really want to show you here's where i really want to take you as an artist and you know she needed to get our attention she managed to do that beautifully but then this is like a sneak peek of what's coming down the line and i really love that yeah absolutely brown eyes to me um that's that's an excellent point um i had it here in my notes too it kind of is is almost like like sowing the seeds for what we would get with mm -hmm. you know the next actual album uh, born this way which i i think is, is probably a better album uh than the fame to be honest if i'm if i'm going to rank them in terms of you know kind of objectively uh what i think about the album but you know certainly you don't get there uh without this one so uh let's get into the next one here is i like it rough it um it's kind of a a self-reflective um scathing kind of song it actually piggybacks really well off of brown eyes um i think because you know it's talking about in brown eyes you know the love that you lost you know maybe maybe this brown eyes character was was the was the real love right the one you should have you should have been with but you know you woke up one day and you'd you'd kind of blown that because you have these self-destructive tendencies uh to basically pursue you know the wrong guys or the wrong relationships uh kind of thing um the song's a little, uh, pretty simple. It's it has more of this dance music uh, kind of feeling, but but I like it as kind of like an echoed response, a little more scathing than Brown Eyes. Yeah, I mean, also I think the the lyrics where um, I'm in the bedroom with tissues when I know you're outside banging, and then I won't let you in because it's a hard life with love in the world, and I'm a hard girl. Love loving me is like chewing on pearls. I mean, I think that this is also part of it where when she's saying I like it rough, certainly there's a sexual connotation there, but I think deeper than that, um, it's making sure, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to let anybody dim my shine. I, she says that as well. Um, 
I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to be with people that know my worth and that that means like letting you go or hurt or, or, you know, being with you for a while and then, and then having that end, that's fine. And that's, um, brave and also really hard on your heart because you take chances and then you get, you know, you can get used and spit out. Um, and that's no, that's no fun either. And I, I kind of like that part of the song too. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's encapsulated in this really poppy kind of very heavy synthesized, uh, kind of, kind of pop dance rock thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was something we talked about in the, on the killers album a couple of weeks ago, I kept mentioning but it's the same kind of thing right like like um like david bowie kind of tropes right like you have this song that's really like upbeat and and happy and it makes you want to go out and dance but like the 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 lyrics are really you know kind of you know very very introspective very vulnerable um sounding um and to that sense uh the song i like it rough uh is really good one uh let's get into uh track 14 here we're near in the end summer boy um it's kind of like uh summer lovin a song from uh from uh greece there but uh this one's uh, a wee bit sexier i will say i will say um there's a really cool guitar riff in here and it's kind of like um the bubblegum uh, pop vocals have come back from that earlier like aa song but uh this one's uh this one's far edgier uh and fits to the album a, a lot more i think so um i kind of like uh, through the bridge section she does kind of this uh like seductive like walk kind of thing where she's walking like uh just kind of speaking out the lyrics the tempo's falling off a little bit and you just like this whole whole thing is basically just about her leading this guy on all summer um it, it's a good one it's a good tune summer boy <laughs> it is a good one it definitely had more like i i just put rock licks then more rock licks and then more rock licks more I think I wrote rock that licks like three times yeah, <laughs> yeah. um yeah, I mean, hey there, summer boy. Let's go for a let's go for a drive. Take me for a ride. Never gonna close our eyes. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not saying that's the I, you shouldn't leave people on, but but this is a real fun song. <laughs> it's a fun song to drive to um, when you're driving around. Ooh. If you're if you're on a highway, it's it's a good one. Well, there you go. Absolutely. And so that is summer boy and that leaves us with one track left kind of depending on how you got this uh, album michaela so 2008 was a year where you might have downloaded this on itunes or you might have went and bought the cd of this right uh the world was your oyster still then if you're getting it now you're definitely getting it on itunes uh probably unless you're having the having the vinyl uh which is which is available to you you can also get this they released this on usb which is amazing because you can still buy it uh, they had it on Amazon. It was fifty dollars, and it's like a little, like little, like chibi version of like Lady Gaga, and it's a USB stick. It was fifty bucks. It was on Amazon. Uh, go buy it. Uh, or send me one because it looks awesome. So, uh, but if you got this album on iTunes, then it came with track fifteen, Disco Heaven. So I'm gonna go out on a limb and assume that you listen to Disco Heaven uh, in the car. I listen to it on the airplane. Uh, so let's talk about this one. So it was released on all the international editions as well as the iTunes edition. And this one literally is a disco song, right? Disco Heaven. It's it's a straight up disco song. Um, yeah. I like this. Um, I think it's it's kind of like this loving like tribute piece because I don't know. It, it kind of does fit in with the themes. I mean, it definitely fits in with the themes of the album. It. it Musically, the composition of it sounds a little bit different, um, which is why I think it was kind of a, a a hit or miss on whether you might have gotten this version of it. But I think it's kind of like a like a postscript love letter to you know the places that Lady Gaga went to um, in New York growing up, learning how to be Lady Gaga, basically. You know, so it's it's a love letter tribute to the places that molded her, shaped her, influenced her, and inspired her. Um, and then these were the same people in places that would 
you know, embrace her and give her the superstardom and help her change the way that people thought about what music superstars were. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to say anything better than what you just said, uh, Brian. I, I think that this song totally reminds me of like the real disco music of old, um, very classic. Like you could actually hustle to it. Um, mm -hmm. I may, I may or may not have, have done that, uh, while I was listening to this album, uh, just, just for the sake as of, as long as you weren't obviously. driving, no, driving, I was not driving. Shuffling. Well, no, 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 none of that. Um, but, uh, I, I think this album, uh, it, this is the perfect cherry, like, uh, you know, or bookend to this entire album, because I think you're right. I think it is a love song, um, for all of the things that kind of brought her to this point. And this, uh, you know, when you think about disco music, good disco music, it got, it gets a really bad rap now, right? Everybody loved it. And then everybody was like burning their disco albums for, for a while. And I, I don't quite understand that um, because disco was a time where it was like super cool to dance. Everybody loved to dance and that was okay. Um, it was a very sexualized dance. Everybody thought that was okay. Like it was just a really uh, iconic time and it's kind of mm -hmm. sad uh that it ended and it get, gets the it got the bad rap that it did um but and i was so grateful um that that in, in some ways lady gaga brought that back to us um because that is something that i think the world really needs is that human connection and mm -hmm. i really love uh i really love how she talks about that in disco heaven where it's it's yeah. it's this kind of ethereal place <laughs> <laughs> where you can dance and be in a club and it's not, it's not, uh, it's not quite, it's not techno-y because this has definitely got that hustle and flow kind of vibe, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I really love it as that homage piece because you listen to the fame um, or who, you know, Lady Gaga would go to be on. And, you know, we mentioned that it, it kind of broke barriers and turned kind of this dance club you know dance scene music to kind of mainstream and you know basically change the way that music was going to be perceived you know it you know since then 2008 you know it's still going on that's you know the popular kind of music right is, is all this uh dance club uh sort of music but i like this here is that she definitely you know kind of throws it back to you know here here was this album that's going to go mainstream it's going to change the world but you know i i see you as we we were the ones that did this together right as you know kind of the kind of this disco club kind of thing and i really really like that sentiment here um on the album it's a very mature thing to do it's a very respectful uh thing to do i think to to throw it back to the the people who helped to mold and create you so uh that is that michaela that is lady gaga uh the fame from 2008 uh it is an amazing album um it's one of my favorites i've always uh, really liked the album and and like i said it's it's 15 tracks and there's about 13 times when the song starts and i'm like oh yeah this is my favorite song on the album uh for sure but what was it like going back and re-listening to this Miguel? you said that you were you were in the car and you put it on and you know obviously you'll hear you know from time to time you know poker face or uh paparazzi or just dance will come on you know if you're if you're at somewhere you know just dance will come on and uh you know it's awesome it can never be overplayed uh, uh, that's kind of the magic of it for sure. But what was it like going back and, and listening through the whole album again? Um, it was very nostalgic for me. I definitely, I was thinking about, um, how I don't go clubbing anymore because I'm old and, uh, and, and I kind of miss that. Like I, um, I, I would definitely be the old lady in the club, so I will not be, uh, I will try and refrain, but wouldn't that be cool if there was a way to go back and do that? Um, 
because for me, it took me, it, it just really took me back uh, to that, that time in my life. And I thought about, you know, the guy I was dating and whatever happened to him and all that. And it was just really just nostalgic, fun um, thought about running. Like I was driving fast so that I, I, I felt good. Mm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think this is definitely, uh, something you can, you can go on a drive with or, uh, and, and feel empowered by. Um, but I was like, man, I used to run really song, that kind of thing. Um, mm. yeah, <laughs> it was just a nostalgic, it was just a nostalgic album altogether for me. I really, um, uh, it got me thinking about uh, how far I- I've grown and changed and what's happened to-, to me. And, and, you know, we had no idea what we were, what we were in for with this album with regards to Lady Gaga, um, mm-hmm. the tour de force that she kind of unleashed on the world and, and all of the things that she's done um, to help everybody um, feel empowered to be themselves and, and, and love themselves is just super cool. And uh, so I'm, I'm just, really grateful for that as well yeah absolutely and lady gaga as as a person as a character um as a performer as an actress as an activist as all of these things um is highly curated uh her her genius is uh, is next level you know it's uh, not even uh just the music and all of that and we mentioned how this album really kind of kind of broke down barriers um a little behind the scenes here my in-laws are in town uh visiting so i was writing up my notes yesterday and i asked my mother-in-law what if she had any comments about lady gaga's 2008 album the fame and she says i like lady gaga i was just listening to her and tony bennett's album yesterday it's really good it's one of my favorites so there you go and i asked my my wife who uh is is a fan uh as well and i asked her what she thought about the fame and she said uh that it was life-changing and and yeah i that's that's generational differences there but everyone uh has kind of these these very strong thoughts and feelings and emotions about lady gaga so everything that you've ever uh, thought about her, everything that you've ever loved that she's done, everything that you've ever hated that she's done uh, has been highly curated by the House of Gaga for you to respond that way, I think. Uh, and that's amazing to me. So uh, that is it, Michaela. That is Lady Gaga, uh, the fame from 2008. Thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in. If you have made it out to see Lady Gaga, I want to see pictures of that or your concert experiences. If you were surrounded uh, by little monsters at the concert, uh, which might be scary or it might be exciting. I don't know. I want to know that stuff so I can prepare myself mentally for when Michaela and I take uh, drink the music on the road uh, and go see Lady Gaga somewhere, somehow, some way. We'll just we'll just drop in to the House of Gaga out in California and say, hey, hey what's happening? We can we can uh, we can chip in here with some ideas. I don't know for sure. Um, if you make a Lady Gaga cocktail, do that. Send us pictures. Uh, let us know your riff. If you ever go to Joanne's Trattoria, let us know that. If they have some good Italian food, sounds like they might, uh, or some good cocktails anyways, uh, let us know all that stuff. And let us know what you think about Lady Gaga's The Fame uh, or any of the other uh, albums out let us know what your favorite is what your favorite song to dance to is any of that stuff let us know all of those things and you can do that on our social medias Uh, that's the best place to do it it's at drink the movies on instagram and x and threads and on blue sky we're on blue sky now so uh, check that out if you're uh, making your way the transition over to there you can go to facebook.com slash drink the movies for uh pictures episode uh recaps all that stuff over there um you can find that on our website www.drinkthemovies.com and if you want to vote in the album that we're going to be covering next week or maybe we're getting closer to movies again if you listen to the lobby bar we got some some things on going there but i think music is probably here to stay in some way shape or form so you want to make sure you're voting for the albums that's on our patreon patreon.com slash drink the movies go vote bonus content all that good stuff um michaela that's where they need to connect with us where do they need 
to subscribe, like, uh, review, share with friends, all those things. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Good Pods, anywhere where Spotify podcasts are distributed and supported. Um, if you're, whatever you're listening to right now, there is a subscribe button. If you're liking what you're hearing, you want to hear more, we do two drops a week. We're super excited uh, to be doing uh, Drink the Music. It has been really fun. Uh, we're going to continue to do Drink the Music no matter what, uh, in some shape or form. Um, but uh, we uh, do that on, on Thursdays. We do our deep dives. And then on our on Mondays, we do our lobby bar, which is super fun. And uh, we hope you're enjoying it. If you're liking it, tell your friends, leave us a review. It really helps us get all the drink the movies, drink the music stuff out there. Um, super overwhelmed uh, and, and love the community that, that you all have created, um, bringing cocktails and, and both of those art forms together. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, that was a fun one to talk about, uh, Michaela, but I have to admit, I am a little bit tired, not from going to the club, but just imagining what being in a club uh, until like two in the morning that, that I no, I can't even handle that, but I can handle another Lady Gaga cocktail. So let's uh, let's do this. Let's go mix up another one. And we'll talk to everyone next time on drink, drink the, the music. music. Just dance. It'll be OK. Yeah, I found out she's. I found out she says red one, which is the guy's name, and not red wine, uh, which would have been better. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> red wine at the club. Mm. Mm, yeah, fair, fair point. Uh, that stain, stain your dress. Bad idea. <laughs>